I'm a big believer in life being what you make it and you can literally consciously or unconsciously you can make your life on earth terrible or brilliant hello listener my name is v the voice of pod and i am the host of podcaster podcaster is a show where i ask podcast creators a number of random questions then they give spontaneous open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created Hello, podcaster. Hello, V. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. My name is Ant McGinley, and I'm one of the people uh, behind the podcast Voyage of the Page Turner. Thank you for joining us, Ant. How are you today? I'm I'm really good. I'm suddenly a little bit nervous because this feels a little bit like I'm speaking to Hal in 2001 A Space Odyssey. I hope you're much nicer. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Great, let's begin. Where did the idea behind your podcast come from? So, uh, the the podcast is made with my friend Colin Lego, and we discovered that we both loved those books from the 80s where you uh, choose what happens next. So you're given an option and you go, do you fight the dragon or do you run into the, the cave? And I think what happened was during lockdown, Colin bought a gladiator outfit uh, off Amazon. And then in the suggested items, as in people who bought that bought this, it then suggested a whole box set of these books that he used to read. So he got them and we were chatting about this and we thought it'd be a good idea to put people through uh, through the books now, uh, almost in that scenario of like, how would adult them deal with the challenges that eight-year-old them uh, would have faced? What is the best part of making your podcast? Um, I think for me is going back and looking at these things, which I have such fond memories of. I mean, I was... I, I used to eat these up. I used to sort of read them in, in one go and then read them again and again and, and find different ways of, of going through it. And it's probably the first thing that I could ever say that I collected. So there's a big nostalgia thing going back to it. However, it's the realization that going back now, um, that in a sense they're of their time because there's no kind of, considering these books were aimed at eight to 12 year olds, there really was no watershed when it came to books in the 80s and there's there's no mercy in these things like if you if things go wrong in the book and you make the wrong decision it doesn't just say you die the end it's like you're ripped limb from limb by the gorilla or you're stranded and basically you know faced with living alone for the rest of your life until you die of hunger or bleeding to death in a horrible way which uh, i'm not sure would be acceptable these days do you have wicked thoughts Uh, I'm not sure if it's just because we were talking about eight-year-old me, but wicked was what I would say at that age for being really cool. Uh, So yes, in that sense, I would hope that I do. Um, Although I think the fact that I'm saying wicked and cool rules me out of of both of those. Um, I do have wicked thoughts when I get angry. But what tends to happen is I... 
I over I overrule myself. So my reaction might be something really dramatic, like I'm gonna pick up a stick and smash your windscreen of your car, and very quickly that dissipates to I might come back when you're out and let down the air in one of your tires a bit. <laughs> Too nice. What's your favourite takeaway meal? Oh. My favourite takeaway meal, I do love my Thai food. And so a really good pad thai. A really good pad thai with tofu and the crushed peanuts and a little bit of sauce. Yeah, I, I would go for that. Are you an early bird or always late? I was actually early for this today, but generally late. Um, I, yeah, I'm a night owl and... It, it seems to be some kind of curse because even if I go, right, I'm going to get there and I'll be there early. Um, I, you know, even if I set off to arrive an hour before the thing that I'm supposed to be, invariably I'll arrive um, a second late. Um, just, I don't know whether it's because I get distracted easily or I overestimate my abilities, but yes, um, to my possible shame, I just tend to be tend to be late occasionally. What was the first podcast you ever listened to? It was shit. <laughs> I um I listened to my first podcast in 2004 because that was the very first time I'd heard of the word podcast. I think at that time here in the UK we didn't even have iPods, so the whole podcast thing, or maybe they just arrived. And even if you did have an iPod, you didn't have the internet functionality on it. You had to download it onto your computer and then transfer it over to your iPod. And I couldn't tell you exactly what it was, but it was basically two blokes chatting to each other using the inbuilt microphones on their computer. And I thought, well, this is awful. This is mundane. It's boring. It's just potentially the greatest thing I've ever discovered because I realized that while they were doing it really badly there was an inherent uh, potential in this um, in this medium and how it was done at the time I was trying to pitch uh, radio shows partly to get myself a job and nobody was interested and I suddenly realized that in this medium in this format without the gatekeepers without as much regulation there was much more flexibility and that's actually the first time that I really got to work with Colin was on a podcast that I launched back then, which is still available, called um, Paint Your Headphones. And the idea for that came from having listened to these people and just gone, God, they've really produced this really badly. I realized that because you're uploading a file, you could produce something really well, so high quality, and then upload it. You didn't have to record it on... Uh, computer microphones so I put a whole team of comedians writers musicians together I think there's about 20 25 of us in the end we wrote a load of sketches kind of had a vibe a little bit like um, trigger happy tv and we made four episodes of paint your headphones and then I got a job hosting a morning show in radio and I thought well this is where the money is I'll go and do that uh, <laughs> yeah, 
so uh, I, I left it then but yeah they, they asked for what that first podcast was I couldn't tell you the name but it did really inspire me to go off and do something really good when was the last time you stayed calm under pressure <laughs> part of me wants to say I always stay calm under pressure but that is absolutely not true I um I think there's a difference. I think I have the appearance of staying calm under pressure when actually I'm freaking out probably just as much as everybody else is. I think I just uh, allow myself to do it. So I'm part of the collective called Pods Up North. We put on a lot of events around podcasting and we do live events and a lot of online events. And we've had this habit of doing something ridiculously ambitious and not giving ourselves enough time to do it and always pulling it off and generally what happens in those things is there's always a crisis that comes along and I'm I, I was really impressed with myself because I'm able to be incredibly diplomatic in situations where I literally just want to turn into an angry teenager with the person that is causing the issue and resolve it that way but i've uh for whatever reason i'm able to exert this this mildly calm exterior and and get things done and make it happen although i'm sure at one point that facade will crack and i'll end up on the news for a different reason if heaven exists what is it like I'm trying to get that OPM song out of my head right now. Um, I'd be very disappointed if Heaven was a half pipe because I'm not really a skater. I can never do. It. I can I can blade, but uh, I can just about sort of go in a straight line. Never mind tricks. I think I quite like the idea of <laughs> moving to another song. Heaven being a place on earth and uh, possibly preempting another question. Um, Belinda Carlisle was my first pinup. Um, I'm a big believer in life being what you make it, and you can literally, consciously or unconsciously, you can make your life on earth terrible or brilliant. Obviously, there's things outside our control, like we're all experiencing at the minute globally. But on an individual basis, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, and your perception in how you treat other people and how you treat yourself, I think that has a massive impact. So, I'd like to say that <laughs> it's a place where Everybody listens to podcasts and people pay me lots of money to help them make them. <laughs> what is your best feature? I'm, I'm taking this very literally now because I have a habit of doing that. Is my best uh, feature something that I came up with as a radio feature, like hashtag mustache tag? Um, but those are just names rather than actually decent features. I... As a person, as a personality, I would say um, my best feature would be my ability to connect with people and start a conversation with anybody and really connect with them. 
and physically i would say undoubtedly my best feature and the feature that i'm proudest of and most recognized for is my humongous beard of zeus ketchup or mustard I'm really into both. I'm really into experimenting. And actually, I, I, there's something about, not just about the flavor of ketchup and mustard combined, but also the look, especially if you're using the squeezy bottle and you get that nice little zigzag of one going one way and then the other going another way. And even when they swirl together, there's something very, I want to say ASMR for the eyes about that. If you can make another podcast, what subject would it be about? Oh. <sighs> Is this a way of mining me for ideas? Uh, I make lots of podcasts. Um, Voyage of the Page Turner is just one of them. There's some podcasts that I've made and stopped and others that I've helped make. <sighs> what would I make a podcast about now if I could do anything? I think what it would be about is, is is I kind of feel an urge to make something joyful and happy right now. And I think that's important. I think we're in a time where we have this diet with the news of it's back to back. You know, I'm not even going to go into it. You know what the stories are. And then even when those stories aren't there, then just the normal diet of news is, is often negative as well. It's it's a crazy amount of stuff. So I think there's a real need to balance it out. And there's, don't get me wrong, there's some brilliant podcasts out there that are about true crime and those kinds of things, but that I just, I just can't palate them. I think there's too much. And so I think if I was going to make another podcast, uh, it would be about something pure, something joyful. I'd maybe make a baby podcast hosted by babies interviewing other babies yeah this is gonna run this is gonna happen so you would just but not not like in those and those adverts on the telly where it's babies with people's voices no these are genuine babies um up till about two and just having conversations and i mean there's all sorts of issues i'm sure in terms of like uh, child protection and working and micing them up and vomit proofing the microphones but i think something like that would make people stop and think and and well and you know what I, I i don't care what anybody else thinks i think i would really enjoy that experience as long as somebody else was handling the vomit what song would you like played at your funeral <sighs> you know i've actually um i've actually planned out my funeral quite a bit and uh <laughs> There's a, there's a couple of songs I haven't finalized the songs. What I have done is I've actually approached friends of mine and asked them to uh, be pallbearers. And I've done this in a completely honest and completely open, and, and, and I mean it. And I've asked them, and I've asked them, I've even given them positions as well where I'd like them to be. Um, what they don't know, though, is who else I've asked. <laughs> and uh, so I've asked my tallest friends and my shortest friends... <laughs> Uh, and I've asked the shortest ones to be at the front and the tallest ones to be at the back and the plan is to get a hinge on the casket and so that I slide out and it's on wheels and goes all the way up the church at a certain point when they can't hold it up any longer and then, then the music would kick in 
and I think the appropriate piece of music would be uh, the middle eight, the trumpets in American Trilogy by Elvis. Bam, bam, bam. Just before the glory, glory, hallelujah. And just that was how I imagine I'd arrive in the church at my funeral. Sorry to spoil the surprise for anybody that's going to be there. Are you easily pleased? With some things, yes, absolutely. Um, with myself and with my work, I probably sometimes demand a little bit more on, on what I'm doing, but I do get, I do enjoy it and get very excited by certain things. Um, in terms of simple pleasures, like, you know, you buy me an ice cream and I'm over the moon for the rest of the day. So I guess that classes as a yes. What makes you angry? If I say angry people, does that does that then say if I hate angry people, then I'm an angry person? Am I saying that I hate myself? Um, I hate I, I get angry at people who avoid the question. Uh, we see this a lot about politicians uh, or with politicians, should I say? Um, so th th you kind of say why did this happen why haven't you done this how could you let this happen and you get this kind of response of going ah yes well we've spent more money on this problem than anybody else and i'm like yeah but that's that's not solving the problem and it really frustrates me and I, I i i don't even know if this is a real memory of something i've imagined but i remember there were some floods happening a couple of years ago and they were interviewing the minister for floods and you could see people's livelihoods there the contents of the house being washed away behind them and they're saying you know obviously something's gone wrong what's happened and obviously journalists have an agenda in all this but the 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 politician was saying well we spent more money on flood defenses than anybody else ever before and uh i'm like yeah but look it, it hasn't worked it is just not about the money it's kind of like and i think it's it's that kind of trying to avoid blame and responsibility so I, I really appreciate people that you know take that responsibility and get really annoyed by people that don't and I mean if you think about it it's, it's the equivalent of your partner asking why you've been cheating on them and then you responding by going well if you look at the accounts I you know I've bought a house with you so I've invested more money in you than any other person and significantly more than your ex-boyfriend. So, yeah, and that's enough to make anybody angry. What is the most romantic thing you've done? <sighs> so, there, it feels really weird saying this because we're not together anymore. Um, but... I proposed to somebody four months into the relationship on a deserted beach on an island in the Caribbean. It wasn't for show, wasn't, um, it was just the moment. And I kind of knew I was going to do it, but I didn't know where. <laughs> the It was almost the, the worst decision I'd ever made in my life because I had the engagement ring in my pocket, which at that time was the most expensive thing that I'd ever bought that didn't have Bluetooth. And um, 
I'd taken it out of the box because I was literally just wearing my swimming trunks because we're in the Caribbean. And you know you have that little hook on your shorts for your keys. Like if, you, if you're going swimming, I assume it's for that. So you can put your locker key on there. I thought I'll put, I'll put the ring on that. And despite the fact that I know of no instance where these uh, clips have ever failed on keys, because I spent so much, I was holding it the whole time to the point where I looked like I'd got some kind of pulled muscle. And um, when I went to propose, my soon-to-be fiancé was looking the other way, and I got down on one knee in the surf and went to get the ring out. And for the life of me, I couldn't get it off the uh, the little clip and was panicking because she was going to turn around any moment. And I wanted, when she turned around, me to be there holding the ring out and pop the question. And she, before she turned around, I managed to get it off, but got it off with so much force that it flew out of my hand and I had to juggle it around and almost dropped it into the surf and thankfully I managed to catch it otherwise she would have turned around and just found me crying frantically digging in the sand on the surf trying to find this ring um I was so stressed by the whole procedure that when she did turn around I had no breath I had no energy left to even ask the question but she said yes and then left me <laughs> if you knew you could get away with a crime what would it be and how would you do it? You know, I've already planned this out. <laughs> uh, I, I Possibly due to growing up in an area where there wasn't much happening and having an overactive imagination, me and a few friends, for excitement purposes, used to plan ridiculous heists. Like, we're talking stuff that could have been the plot of an Ocean's Eleven-style movie. And things that i've since seen in films and read in books and and in video games and i've wondered if one of my gang of friends has sold me out and taken that idea and done that kind of thing so we had and, and all these ideas of kind of organizing like a clown festival and then dressing up as clowns robbing the bank and then running out into the sea of clowns so people wouldn't find us and then our getaways um, would be bikes and coming down alleyways and then we drive the we go into a, a, um, a, a tunnel where we drive into the back of a van uh, so if there's a helicopter following us the helicopter would see that you know, just over the tunnel and see the van come out and not the bikes and think the bikes were still in there and then the van would go into another tunnel and we talk to an identical van that would go the other way or a different colored van that would go the other way just in case they followed that and so yeah but it was never about it was never about the the money or the crime itself it was just from the point of view of it being um a cruel thing to do although I'd, I'd not thought about that for a long time and when you think of things like minority report uh it does want i do worry if that was ever brought in if the fact that i even had that thought when i was younger would be enough to get me uh put on ice as it were do you prefer giving or receiving presents? I definitely prefer giving presents to receiving them. Unless they're unexpected. Yeah, that's the weird thing. If it's an unexpected present, then I really like that. On my birthday and Christmas and things when you're supposed to get presents, those kind of things, 
I'm always a little bit like, oh, you're just giving it me because you have to. <laughs> or I'm kind of disappointed. Um, in reference to one of the other questions, I think one of the reasons why I'm no longer with the person I proposed to is for one birthday, she bought me a power bank battery charger. So possibly that's colored it. But I do really like giving presents, that whole thing of seeing something or thinking of something for somebody and creating that experience or, or finding that gift and, and delivering that. And um, I, I don't stick with convention either. So it may not be your birthday or Christmas for a couple of months, but if I get the urge or I see this thing and I think that's so you, you're going to get it. How do you react to criticism? Is the next question going to be a list of criticism? <laughs> um, I'd like to say I react really well to it. I think it all depends on how it's delivered. Um, so there is some criticism which is helpful and constructive and useful. And there is some criticism which uh, can just be vile and horrible. The problem is being able to differentiate between the two of them. I think, I'd probably say not not very well. <laughs> I'd like to react to it better. And I think sometimes what tends to happen is I'll, and again, pardon the language, but there's that thing I remember my friends using management speak about delivering bad news in a shit sandwich. So you tell them something good, then you tell them something they've done really badly, and then you tell them something they've done really well again at the end. But in that situation, I wouldn't hear or feel or get the good stuff. I would just be focused on the the shit filling. Um, so, yeah, just say nice things and it'll be fine. Do you think you've achieved the goals you set yourself when you first began your podcast? Oh, so in in some ways, I think that the, the first goal for every podcast is just to make it. I think that's the first goal is to get it made because I think there's a lot more that goes into it than, than anybody else. I think the second goal then is to get it published and to get it out there. And then there's lots of secondary goals which differ for each person involved with it and depending on what the podcast is. I think with this one... Not yet, not yet. We're getting there, but and we're really pleased with how it's grown and how it's really developed. And I'm I'm not going to share quite what those goals are, but the big ones. And um, yeah, we're close. We're close. Your podcast is about choosing your own adventure. Do we control our own destiny? Oh, that's a good question. Well, you see, the the problem about this is if that's if if it is like a choose your own adventure book, the problem is is whenever I would do these as as a kid, actually, I'm telling like I even do that right now as a as a grown ass man, I I cheat. I'm just gonna put it out there like that. So if I go the wrong way and I die, I'm going back. I'm going back and I'm choosing the other option. Um, and even if, if I choose that option and I don't die and I give another options, 
I'm like, well, I'll still keep my finger on the other page and I'll go the other way just to see if that was better because I kind of want it to be the best. Um, so I suppose in that respect, uh, with the books, I was kind of controlling my own destiny. But it was really complicated because you'd end up running out of fingers and pages and forgetting which page you're on and, and which option that you, you went to. Um, so if we do control our own destiny, it would kind of explain why life sometimes seems so complicated because we've figuratively got our fingers in all these different pages i think i think we do i think we can achieve a lot more than we believe we can and i think that's i th i think i see that a lot in people that i've worked with i've worked with some incredibly talented people incredibly gifted people that have doubts and they've always just fallen short or not quite made it and then i've worked with some people that i mean it's it's harsh to say they have no talent but they're not far off and yet they have no doubts and so they've achieved incredible things and so i think that that says a lot so i think if you if you have doubts, if you don't think that you can make a difference, you won't make a difference. And if you're a brain dead idiot, you'll get a prime time TV show. <laughs> That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? Unexpectedly open. I felt, um, yeah, I didn't realize I was going to go to some of the places that I was going to go to. You're very good at this. Uh, I almost feel like I've kind of had a therapy session. Um, having done a psychology degree and studied therapy as well, I, I would advise you now that you should probably go and have some therapy yourself to offload some of the things that I've offloaded to you just so it doesn't mess with your programming. But you were very gentle. Thank you very much. And um, as long as this remains completely confidential, I'm absolutely fine with it. Thank you again, Ant, for being a guest on Podcaster. It was nice to meet you. Are you, are you um, cracking on to me because cause I said I'm not with the, the fiancé anymore? You flirt. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye.